What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Health Over Everything podcast with yours truly, SoCal Gula and Stephen Z. What's up, Stephen? Not much. Enjoying my Saturday morning. About to get this podcast on. Yeah. So today, the subject of a conversation is basically food and nutrition and things like that. So what did you have for breakfast this morning to start it off? Um, I had oats with a banana and some egg whites. I usually will have full eggs, but today I did some egg whites because I was planning on doing some something fatty later, some bratwurst, something different to switch up the diet on the weekend. So holding the fat from the morning so I can have it later pretty much. So what kind of fats do you have later? Mm, the main source is going to be the bratwurst. Usually I'll have like avocado, a lot of like nuts and stuff. But today I'm like, just to keep your sanity with, with your diets. If I always feel like if you restrict yourself too much, then you end up binge eating. And instead of having a slice of pizza, you eat the whole pizza and it just helps or it makes you ruin your diet essentially. So every now and again, I don't really continue consider them like a cheat meal but if I feel the need to eat something I'll eat it I don't try to hold back too much and I just move the macronutrients around that main bad meal that I want and I'll just adjust everywhere else so keeping the fats low in the morning and later I can have my fats okay yeah well uh I also um ate what you ate this morning because I seen your twitter post and it or x post and it said so I had some oats with some yogurt and uh, a banana and some avocado toast, which I never really ate that before. I don't really eat yogurt or oatmeal, but with some health issues of my own of like high blood pressure, I needed to do something to switch it up. And basically just cooking at home is the way to go. Yeah. I feel so, like that's a sure way to know what's actually in your meals too because if you go somewhere you don't know how much salt they're putting in you don't know how much oil they're cooking with so doing everything yourself gives you a better idea of what's going into it and you obviously you have control over that as well yeah that's crazy because like basically everywhere every restaurant's gonna have a lot of sodium in their food because like i was telling somebody recently like subway they have chicken but you could buy chicken at the grocery store and it has hardly any sodium in it. But if you go to Subway, it has tons of sodium in it because one reason they got to make the food last longer, you know, so sodium actually helps food preserve it longer. So obviously if they didn't have sodium in it, they would probably have to dis discard a lot of the chicken, which would cost them probably millions of billions of dollars. So that's one reason why they have sodium. And another reason is just to make the food taste better because, you know, you, you can't stay in business if your food doesn't taste as good. And not everybody wants low sodium or they, you know, so there's lots of sodium in food. And that's my main issue right now because I have high blood pressure. So I'm on a low sodium diet and trying to figure that out. Just started. I'm feeling a lot better. Nice. Yeah, I've really never kept track of my sodium, but my blood pressure isn't bad. I, think I took it yesterday. It was like 130 over 74, which... I feel as normal. They say like textbook is supposed to be 120 over 80, but I think different schools that thought will say, oh, well, 130 is normal too. Uh, the website I was looking at said it's, what was it? Elevated blood pressure, but I'm like, mm -hmm. I was like, my blood pressure has always been pretty good. So 
But I was like, I kind of want to do a little experiment myself and maybe cut out some of the sodium and see if I could get it closer to 120 just to see what happens. Maybe I'll try it for a month or something, just not adding as much salt to my meals. And we'll see how that yeah. goes. I, think, I actually think I'm going to try it. So okay. <laughs> just for a month and see, uh, see if it makes any difference. And it's crazy, like how fast your body reacts because, you know, like I kind of like got off. I knew I had blood, high blood pressure like last year, but I kept eating. I started eating really good meal prepping and stuff. And I got it down to, to normal levels. But then, you know, I, I'm like, oh, it's back to normal. So then I went off of it. And my main thing is I would eat a lot of Subway for lunch, which has a lot of sodium in it. And then I started feeling really bad recently. And I'm like, what is going on? You know? So then I checked my blood pressure and it's obviously super high hypertension three. And I was like, okay, now I need to stop that. And I went on, started just one day, two days of low sodium. And I'm already feeling a lot better than I did last week. So it's crazy how fast your body can like adapt to like a new diet. Yeah. Especially too, if you're, if you were eating those sandwiches and it spiked your sodium so much, it created so much press pressure, like in your blood vessels that it, probably didn't feel good so now that you don't have that it's probably like all right this is more acceptable i'm feeling a lot better yeah and they say like like sodium like retain or retains water so now you have like your uh, you have a lot of water in your system and you have less blood i don't know you were explaining it earlier a little bit more how it worked but so if you don't eat as much sodium you have more less water retained in your body and then you have more blood flow and it kind of like makes that blood pressure go down a little bit yeah that's what i was in my mind this is what i was thinking i don't know if it's actually factually how it works but i'm like if you had more water in your body i'm just thinking your blood vessels have less room than they would normally have to push all your blood through it's almost like you know you have oh, this yeah. kind of constricting it a little bit i'm not sure if that's exactly how it works but it would make sense yeah that does make sense actually when you think about it so that's what I'm on. But like, I also quit sugar like two months ago about, it's almost been about two months now. And that helped too, because I, I was also a little pre-diabetic and it's, it's crazy because this, the, it's called the sad standard American diet, which pretty much everybody lives on. That's why it's a standard American diet. And, uh, you're going to get the standard American diseases. So you're going to get high blood pressure. You're going to get pre-diabetes and eventually diabetes and heart disease and cancers and all these things because of the standard American diet, which is basically processed foods. Yeah. If your body doesn't like that stuff. <laughs> and over time, like when you're 20, you could handle that like pretty easily, you know, for most people you can handle it. But once you start getting in those older years, we're both 40 now. It's like your body starts giving you signs. And a lot of people just disregard the signs or just go to the hospital and be like, Oh, what's wrong? And it's oh, we have high blood pressure. We'll just give you a pill. And then they just continue eating the way they eat. No one actually teaches them. So I've actually, I'm really don't want to go to the hospital because that's just like a downward spiral of like just pharmaceuticals forever. So I started looking into just my eating habits and my exercise and I started losing weight, but the diet has a lot to do with it. Anyhow, even if you lost weight, my blood pressure was still high. So your diet and because that's the nutrients in your food, you know, yeah. so you need lots of like a lot of people just want to eat meats, which is good, but for protein, but you need vegetables, you need fruits and you definitely need what not to eat is like, you don't want to eat processed foods. That's the main culprit and sodas and stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing lately, too, is just try to eat more natural food, try to cut out as much of the processed stuff as I can. And I'll maybe a house, I'll have some every once in a while, or maybe even once a day, I have some little nuts that have like a little bit of M&Ms and like peanut butter cups, but they're mm -hmm. like super small. And that's like my little treat that I like to have at the end of the day. And it's not like I'm eating a crazy amount. I weigh all the food out. So it's like pretty much like 40, one serving. And those well, are the, those are the types of things too that you could get carried away with if you just care, put the whole container in front of you and you're munching it. You know, you could eat three servings very easily because I've, I, you know, obviously I'm weighing it. I can see how small one serving is, and I'm like, it's pretty much nothing. So it's very easy yeah. to go above and beyond that if you're not paying attention and and you don't know what a serving actually looks like. Yeah, and then like these foods are engineered to make you want more. So it's like, it hits the dopamines, like they're, they're scientists, they know what they're doing. They're trying to make billions and billions of dollars. So they engineer this food to make you addicted to it and want more. And, you know, like you were saying, you eat a little bit of, you know, things that help you out. Like, let's say like a little treats here and there, but I'm trying not to eat none, but it's all depending on where you're at in your health journey and where you want to be. If you're overweight or obese and you want to start, you might have to eat, still eat that for a while because no, I'm just saying like, just if you're eating it seven days a week, try to eat it six days a week at first and five days a week and, or just less per day, because, you know, you're going to go through major withdrawal systems if you just cut off like instantly. And that's what I had when I cut off sugar for the first time. I think you did too. When you uh, stop vaping, like you just have withdrawal symptoms, your body gets used to a certain thing, but over time, your body gets used to the new thing and it actually becomes better. Yeah, it was the same thing for me too with uh, the alcohol when I first stopped drinking, especially on the weekends, like I could be good Monday through Thursday, but then Friday after work is like typically when I would have a drink and I'm like, oh, it's like my body knew like it's time to drink, but then I'd have like these little mental tassels with myself where I'm like, no, 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 you said you're going to stop. And it was like a yep. flip flop back and forth, back and forth until eventually, you know, I didn't quit. I kept trying to stop. And eventually I got to the point where I just, I was able to stop completely, but to get to that point is work. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of people don't actually go through with it is because of that mental battle that you have to have with yourself. And it's so much easier just to give into it and go back to your old ways instead of trying to build like these new neural pathways in your mind yes. and the chemical addiction that you have to it to overcome that as well. So it's, it's a battle. So I can understand why, you know, it's not easy for everyone to do. Yeah. And a lot of things is just education too. Like a lot of people are not like, they'd never been taught this stuff. I never thought about like, why am I keep going back to it? And like, if you even look at my health journey, like I'm the lowest weight I've been in in about four or five years. And if I've been recording my weight, tracking it for a while, and you see it goes up and down, up and down. And the reason why is because I would get on it. And then I would, the neural pathways just lead me back to the old way, but each time I would just get a little bit better. So you got to just stay with it and like, okay, just as long as you never give up and you on your health and you just keep trying on it, eventually it'll get better and better. And now like, I feel like I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I've learned a lot about like my habits and how I um, keep going back to it or off of it. And that I could actually like sustain it this time. And I also learned like, okay, well, this is the things you need to eat. And this is the things like, 
over time will make you feel better and you start feeling better and you're like, Oh, I feel so good. I could eat the bad things again. But the, you know, in your head, you have to have something in your head that says like, no, you can't because remember the last time, you know, but if it's your first time, you might not have a last time. So you might not have that experience yet. They'd be like, okay, last time you went back to it and you started feeling like shit again, you know, like, so don't do it this time or it might last longer. And that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too, because, uh, I feel like, more recently, I was even thinking to myself, like, like, why is it so hard to change? I'm like, because there's these aspects of me that I wanted to work on. But for whatever reason, I wasn't working on them. Like, I've been working out for two months now. But before that, it was like an idea like, oh, you know, I should focus more on my health and exercise and do those types of things eat better. But I never would do it. It was like, I should do it. And I felt like I just kept putting it off, like almost like, oh, I'll start Monday. And then I didn't start that Monday, but like, all right, well, I'll just mess around this whole week. And then next Monday I'll start. And I kind of tussled with that question a lot. Like, why is change so hard? And I think part of it is you just get into these habits and these routines and anything that deviates outside of the norm feels uncomfortable and you don't like it. So yeah. And like and change is so hard. And like, you know, everyone has so many reasons why not to do things. Like I've heard like so many reasons why not to be healthy or like, Oh, I'm doing fine or whatever, but they don't understand. Like some people will say reasons like, well, I can't start um, eating more plants and vegetables or just go on a vegetarian diet. If even that, you know, or something like that, that's kind of extreme. Cause a lot of people don't want to do that, but even just like, just eating like chicken and or salmon like they're oh, i i love my grandma's like beef stew or something I, I love my grandma or my mom's cooking like i can't i have to eat that it's like well we're not saying you don't have to eat it just get better and eat it here and there but all the other times when your mom's not cooking that day or something or her favorite plate your favorite plate eat healthy or just eat and incorporate more vegetables and fruits get those minerals you know like eat some broccoli you know and another thing is too like your tongue and your uh, taste buds are palatable. Like they change over time. Like something that you might um, think tastes like junk or whatever, like tastes nasty, like vegetables or something. After you start eating healthy for a while, like a month or two, like you'll notice like, okay, it doesn't taste as bad. And you start actually liking it. And then once you go back to the the bad stuff, your taste buds have changed so much that you're like, whoa, what is this? Because one thing I did is I uh, stopped drinking sugar, like for like about two months now. And I was in the desert working and I was sweating a lot. And I thought, you know, maybe I need a, a Gatorade cause I'm like, I don't want to dehydrate. So I went and got a sugar-free Gatorade and I just took one drink of it and I just threw it away because it was just so sweet. Like the sweetest thing I've ever tasted. I was like, well, it's, I never remembered it being this sweet before, but it's like, just because I've just been drinking water for two months, my, your palates changed. And that, like before I'll just pound it and it would just taste like normal. But now it's like super sweet and it's just insane. Like your taste buds change. So you also got to take that in account too. Like it, they will change over time. So maybe just eat a little bit of broccoli and then, then more and more and then eliminate the junk at the same time. And eventually you'll start liking the stuff. Yeah, I think I had something similar back when I used to smoke cigarettes. Like after, obviously when you smoke cigarettes, they taste like shit. They smell bad and... Yeah remember I had stopped for a while and then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have one. And then once I smoked again, I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, how it's like, you think to yourself, like, how did I ever even do this to begin with? But when you're actually doing it, you never question it at all. So it took quitting for a while to realize like, Oh, this is nasty. <laughs> like yeah. why are you doing this? And then your lungs hurt, your throat feels all jacked up. So yeah. 
And another benefit for like changing your diet too, is just like, you'll start noticing all the bad stuff. Like, like when you're just eating junk all day, your body gets accumulated, accumulated to it. Like, okay, just normal. This is what I do every day. And it, you know, it has the withdrawal systems if you stop it, but it's also just, it just feels normal. So once you start getting on a healthy lifestyle, uh, your body just like, once you, let's say you eat a cupcake after like three months of eating good, your body will feel it. And you're like, Whoa, why does my body feel like that? It feels totally different. Like, Oh, that's because, or you drink a soda, like you'll feel the difference. And it's like, but you don't feel that when you're doing it every day. And then people like, just like, what do you call it? You get um, adapted to it. So like you'll drink one soda and then it's like, Oh, I just didn't drink one soda. And then the next day you're drinking two. And then next thing you know, you're back to drinking like five sodas a day and just being unhealthy. And, and that's a road to diabetes. Yeah, too. I think part of it, too, is like your body knows if you have a lot of sugar at certain times and that chemical isn't there at that time. It's almost like your body, I feel, will send you signals a little bit like cookie, cookie, cookie. <laughs> and I throw that little thought in your head. And for whatever reason, you'll be like, you're like conditioned, like oh, oh, around this time, I usually have a sweet. Like it, maybe even I still have it because I'll have like my sweets after dinner. So it's like after yeah. dinner, I'm all right, I get my little snack, my little treat for the day. And have you tried like uh, eating like some blueberries or strawberries or something after instead of like a candy? Because those are like, that's, I heard that's a good substitute because that's what I do. I'll eat like a steak and potato and that doesn't really have any sweetness in it. And I'm just like, I feel like I need something more after. So then I'll eat like a couple strawberries or berries and I'll get that sugar or cantaloupe. And I'm like, okay, well then I'm good. I don't need the sweet anymore. <laughs> I haven't tried it, but maybe I will. Usually, too, I'll have my little my little treat at the end of the day has some fats in it, so those kind of help me get in the rest of my little fat macros. So, yeah, I learned that from my brother because he has some health issues back in the day, and he's like, he can't eat any sugar. He's diabetic, so he's just like, yeah, I just eat a cantaloupe like after when I need something sweet, and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea because you know they're sweet, and like even though it's not candy, it still sends a signal into your brain like, oh, it's sweet, and it's kind of like you know, fulfills that sweet thing, uh, current craving. So that's a good thing to try it out. And you're getting like a natural amount of sugar, not something, you know, like yes. a Starbucks drink or something that has an insane amount of sugar inside of it. Yeah, and the thing I was talking, like I'm reading this book called how not to die. And it basically, I'm actually listening to an audiobook, and I recommend everybody go check that one out, but it's, you know, based a lot around like a uh, plant-based foods. And it's not just like, you're thinking like, Oh, I'll just eat you know, carrots and uh, broccoli, you know, you're eating beans and lentils and, you know, avocados and different stuff like, but just eat a lot of more plant stuff. And they're saying like, when you do eat like a fruit that has sugar, natural sugars in it, it also has things like potassium and vitamin A in it. But when you're eating like a, a candy bar, it's just refined sugar. That's all there is in it. There's no, absolutely no minerals, no, absolutely no nutrients in it. And I'm not, you know, an expert at this, but I, I'm pretty sure something like potassium kind of like counter acts like the sugar so if you're just eating sh pure sugar it's just you're just getting diabetes but if you have a, a fruit it has potassium in it and other things like that minerals that could counterbalance that sugar and actually like lower your blood pressure and, um, and, and like decrease your risk of heart disease so like that's another thing too like you're getting all those minerals in that stuff too because i had a lot of people tell me like oh you're eating a banana that has sugar in it i was like yeah well it has lots of minerals and vitamins in it as well I don't, I don't think anyone's ever told me you can't eat a banana because it has too much sugar. I'm like, yeah, it's healthy. It's natural. Like yeah. an apple is bad for you because it has sugar in it. <laughs> yeah. Like what people should actually like do is just concentrate on like what that book is about as a whole 
whole foods, like natural foods, like one ingredients. Like if you own the grocery store and you're looking at a bag of Doritos, there's a list of like, you know, a paragraph long of ingredients. And there's other chips that have like very, like just four or five ingredients. You know, there's healthier options of chips, like baked chips and stuff like that. But when you're looking at most of this food, there's so many different ingredients. But when you eat an apple, there's just one ingredient, apple. You know, you know it's like, you know, it has minerals and vitamins in it, but there's not ingredients. Like if you eat a steak, it's just steak. If you eat a chicken, it's just a chicken, you know, like, but if you go to obviously unprocessed chicken, but you want, you don't want things with a bunch of ingredients in it because you don't even know what those ingredients are. Those are chemicals you're putting in your body that are chemically engineered to make you addicted, to make you stick on that diet and ultimately lose your health. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like they say, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much like what I've been doing with my diet. Um, like for dinner, I'll usually have chicken, some sort of veggie and some sort of like, uh, like a starchy carb, like potatoes or uh, yams. I've been doing a lot. Haven't really, really been doing rice anymore. So basic, basically my, my starchy carbohydrate is like a potato or yam, sweet potatoes. And then I'll do some sort of vegetable, either broccoli or cauliflower or this yeah. week I got some squash and i try to switch it up like that too so i'm not just only eating a certain like broccoli all week yes. and only because then you're going to be deficient of other vitamins that are in mm -hmm. other foods so even with my vegetables my fruits i'll try to switch it up i'll have an apple one day some oranges another day maybe a pear or a peach the next day yes variety it is yeah you get as much different variety and nutrients that i can so i'm not deficient anywhere yeah, that's what I do too. Like a lot of people don't understand, like when you go to like eat a lot of plant-based foods, whole foods, there is a lot of different varieties and things that you could do as well. Like I've been, you know, like chat GPT, I use that all the time. So I'll like eat a sweet potato and I'll be like, okay, what are the benefits of sweet potato? And it'll tell me, okay, it has vitamin K in it. It has vitamin A in it. You know, it, it increases your, um, your fillness in your stomach. So you don't it like, just makes you feel like you're um, full. So you don't eat more. So it's just a lot of different things. And then I'll eat like berries. Oh, what's, what are good with berries? Like blue, blueberries, raspberries. And it says, oh, it has antioxidants, which fight um, those antioxidants go in your body and they fight um, dead cells or bad cells and they get rid of them. You know, so there's, you don't, if you're just eating sweet potato all day, you're getting, you're not getting antioxidants. You know, if you're not, you know, just eating berries all day, you're not getting enough calories or you're not getting like other minerals that come from like meat and stuff you know like or whatever you know so it's like you want to definitely a variety and there's a lot of variety out there yeah and those things you know are good for you but you don't want to just be so focused on eating you know those are healthy but so focused on them that you're ignoring all these other things that have all these other nutrients that your body needs yes and another thing i was gonna say like um in that book they were talking a lot about beans like beans and lentils do you eat any beans and lentils in your diet I've been doing beans pretty much every day. I've been getting just the can, like refried beans. That's probably okay. not the most healthy. I guess the most healthy way would probably be to buy well, your own beans and mash them up and do it that way. But yeah. In the book, know. it actually said you should have, it says you should have beans or lentils in every day. Like that's what it says. Like it's one of the most magical fruits out there. Like the, the pun of the song, but it says that you should have it every day. They're rich in fiber and rich in a lot of different things like protein and but it said, just eat whatever ones that, that taste best to you. But the thing I found out, like I was nervous cause like, um, I'm high blood pressure and, uh, you know, to cook them it takes like an hour to boil them. And I don't know about a pressure cooker, but you know, it takes about an hour. And I'm like, I don't have none of this time. So I've just like kind of gave up on beans, 
but I just now found out, which is like, this is the point of education and keep learning as point of this podcast to teach people too. But you know, like there's actually cans of, cause anything in a can, I, I would assume that had just a lot of sodium to make the shelf life longer. Well, there's beans with no sugar added. And I just found that out like yesterday. So I'm like, Oh, thank God I could go eat beans again without sitting there waiting to cook them forever. So I went and got some, uh, I think it was black beans yesterday with no sugar added and it has 3.5 servings in a can. Well, that's, it was like 35 grams of sodium or no 35 milligrams of sodium. But if you had the, the can, the normal ones with sodium, it's around 365 times three servings. So it's up to like a thousand four hundred milligrams of sodium. So that's a lot more sodium, but I didn't know that there was cans that, you know, like, so there are healthy, they don't have as much shelf life for the company. So they don't have as many of them, but they're on there. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to eat beans all the time now again. Thank God. Nice. Yeah. Pretty much my go-to for lunch is ground turkey, some sort of beans. And they have like different flavored beans. So they have like jalapeno beans. You, you get the normal refried beans and that has lime in it. So I'll switch it up to, to get some different flavors, but yeah, ground turkey, beans, and some salsa, some salsa for some added flavor. And then I'll have some sort of fruit with that. And that's usually my kind of to go lunch that I've been doing. It's easy. You get your protein, some carbs, your fiber. That's the good thing. Like you were saying with beans, that has a lot of fiber, which you do need. It helps you absorb nutrients, I believe, and helps you poop better. Yeah, your digestive system. I've never really had a problem with that, but I've always, I guess I've always kind of ate a high fiber diet because I like fruits. So I try to eat, even when uh, I wasn't weighing everything, I would still eat good. But that was another thing before I started weighing my foods out is that I realized my calories were way, way low. Like I was probably eating a thousand calories a day and I'm <laughs> like, well, I'm like, that's not good either. I'm like in my brain, cause I wasn't weighing everything. I'm like, I, I thought it would have been more than that, but my weight was pretty much staying the same. So I was like, Oh, this is probably just normal. So I actually increased it to where, where I'm at now is 2,400 calories and my weight's been staying the same. So I'm eating 1400 more calories and my weight's just been pretty much chilling around 180. So, and I think it takes a while for your kind of your metabolism to, to get used to your new calories. So I was doing like a hundred calories extra. Well, I think I bumped it up to 2000. I didn't gain any weight. And then after there, I started doing a hundred calories every day. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I even think right now I could maybe do 2,500, but I'm like, with 2,400, I, I seem to be losing weight. I seem to be building muscle. So it's like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So I'm like, part of me was thinking about increasing the calories, but I'm like, I might just hold off on that. Yeah, and that's another thing for people too to understand is that you don't want to go too low of calories like the general rule like you said earlier uh, to me personally it said that you want to lose like one to two pounds a week you know obviously i would assume if you're like super overweight 300 350 you could probably lose more than that especially in the beginning because you're getting all this excess water weight and all this stuff but if you over time if you're doing too low of calories your body needs to energy source from somewhere and it will start taking it from your muscles and you don't want to lose your muscle mass. That's one thing you don't want to do because muscle mass is good for longevity and also like not following and your bones and everything. So you want to make sure you get enough calories per day. So, you know, tracking, it's kind of hard for some people, but eventually do you think that you could uh, just do it mentally? Cause you just know like your diet so well and you don't need to track it. 
Yeah, I think you probably could, especially if you're weighing everything out for like a while. I think you can get a rough estimation of what certain portions look like. So you could probably get in the ballpark figure of where you need to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm a little anal with things I like to perfection. Just, yeah, I just like to be on point. And if I'm going to do something, I'd rather just do it all the way and not half-ass it. Like, oh, maybe I am eating enough today. Because that's, like I said, that's kind of where I was at, getting a thousand calories, like I'm probably good. And I'm like, well, let me just start to weigh some stuff out just to see where I am. And yeah, thousand calories is not enough for you. And I think uh, after a while of eating that low, I think your metabolism slows down to kind of compensate for that. Like, are you eating only eating this much? So you're not really... um, we don't need to be revving up our the metabolism high because you're mm-hmm. eating so low that uh, I don't know if it's like a metabolic damage thing, but I just feel like uh, over a long term, it's probably not good for your your body. That's pretty crazy how your body works. Yeah, it just it just knows everything. It just it's just insane like how it does it. Um, I forgot my train of thought, but <laughs> so uh, what are you gonna eat for dinner today? Um, I'm still going to have some chicken, veggies, and my sweet potatoes, but I worked in a couple of bratwurst, so. I'm still thinking about what I should eat because I, I need to go to the grocery store. And where, what grocery store do you go to? I usually just go to Stater Brothers. Every once in a while, we'll switch it up, go to like Winko or uh, Aldi's. Sometimes they have good deals, different kinds of food on sale. Yeah, I, I usually just... go to Stater Brothers too. That's where it's right across the street. But I was thinking about today going to Sprouts. That's like a more of a farmer's market kind of have more healthier options of different stuff so i was going to go try that out have you ever been one of those yeah we have one across the street too but yeah i haven't been there in quite a quite some time maybe i'll actually stop by there see what they have yeah it's more a little more expensive but you know at the end of the day like like i was reading that book it says like okay it's like might be a more expensive on a calorie basis like you get a lot more calories for like from uh from a candy bar than you can like a piece of chicken because it's just empty calories but um on a it's more expensive on a nutrition based like nutrients based um scale you know so yeah. basically it's like it's actually cheaper when you're getting nutrition because if you're gonna buy it if you're trying to get nutrition from junk food you're gonna need a lot of of it you know you're gonna have to buy a lot of it and you're probably not gonna get much of it anyhow yeah and then i feel like you're not your body's not gonna be fulfilled so you're gonna have these cravings to want to eat more because like you're saying they're empty calories and like a candy bar you can't eat a candy bar and expect that to fill you up for a long period of time you're gonna want something else after that yeah definitely that's crazy too because like reading that book uh listening to that book uh how not to diet tells it basically talks a lot about like how you can prevent and reverse like the 15 top diseases and it goes one by one it goes heart disease and it goes like whatever, high blood pressure, diabetes, neurodegenerative disorders. And it tells you like what kind of foods you need to eat that colon cancer and stuff like that. So they said like, oh, flax seeds, flax seeds is good to, um, to, for colon cancer to help fight colon cancer. So I've been putting that in my food and there's like, oh, the spice, I forgot, turmeric, turmeric, you know, put that in there and it, it cures something. So it's like, that's a really good thing about that book too. You don't understand about these foods. They literally have compounds and stuff that go into your system and fight these things that create these cancers and processed foods have none of that. So this is why a lot of people get cancer and heart disease and all these ones, you know, like 
they're saying something about like 96% of women um, can, can avoid uh, heart disease just by eating good. And it's like, so all the, and it's a leading uh, um, killer of men and women. So these women and men too, like are dying of heart disease when it's pretty much preventable just by your diet. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel like we have like a weird system put in place where you're not really taught, you know, you could go out there and search for the information, but it's, you have to go look for it. Nobody's giving this information to you, but basically, you know, you, you have, you can figure out how to eat better, what foods are more nutritious. And I think we all kind of vaguely have an idea like, all right, you need to eat these kinds of foods, stay away from the processed stuff, exercise, get enough water. I feel like a lot of it is common sense, but we have this weird system where it's like, we're almost conditioned to eat the junk food. And then eventually when you do get sick, go to the doctor, he's going to give you a pill, not talk about your nutrition at all. Just give you a pill and then that's it. And then probably after a while taking that pill, that pill is going to have a certain effect on your body that you'll need the other pill to kind of compensate for the damage that that pill is doing. When mm -hmm. in reality, you could just do most of it with nutrition, like get your nutrition on point, get your exercise regimen going, all the things you know you should be doing. But I don't know if we just live in such a fast paced society where people feel like they don't have time, you're at work all day. The last thing I want to do is come home and work out and do all my meals and the meal prepping. But like, I think I was saying in another podcast, like it's all hard. Like you can have the hard now by, you know, I like to, when I had to wake up early, like I would do my workouts in the morning. Cause I didn't want to have that thought in my head. Like, Oh, I'm exhausted after work. I've been working for 10, 12 hours today. I don't feel like working out, but when you first wake up in the morning, you don't have that. Of course, you have to get to bed early, but yeah. I would do my workouts in the morning first thing to, and it was almost, I felt good about it. It's like I could check that part off of my day. I woke up, I got my exercise in, and that's kind of uh, a reason why I just started feeling better about myself. Too. I think I started doing the things that I knew I should do. And in the long run, it helped me, my mental health, I think it helped me like tremendously. I, I'm, I'm not getting into these funks anymore. I, I'm feeling better, more energized. So I think it all kind of adds up just like doing all the bad things add up eventually as well. Yeah. Yeah. The system's crazy too. Cause like you think about just like the money aspect, like it's just so expensive now, like back in the day, you're a lot in the fifties, you could have one person working to support the whole family. Now everyone's so busy. And that's why fast food is so popular and like just the convenience of it, because you're just thinking like, Oh, I'll just go grab some subway real quick. It takes 15 minutes. I'm already out. You're not going to go home and like, and you only get it what an hour of um, break or something from work. You're not going to go home and sit there and go grocery shopping and make the food real quick and then go back to work. Like you're just like, Oh, just go grab this. So the whole system, even the economically is throwing you towards the, the processed foods and stuff. Cause it's just so much easier. Yeah, it's almost like we have a system put in place that wants you sick so that you could go to Big Pharma and they'll give you a pill and help you out. And well, I'm going to help you out, but, you know, try to combat the symptoms with the pill instead of getting to the root of it and just stopping it in the first place. I don't know. It is a weird system that we have yeah. in place. But I don't know. seems like most people don't. I don't know if they don't have time to stop and consider these things or they don't care or they're wrapped up in other things like, you know, sports or gambling. Like we have these other addictions that we get caught in 
and kind of throw our health on the back burner. We don't really question our health until, you know, until you go to the doctor and you get a diagnosis like, oh, all right, well, because of your lifestyle, you have six months to live. And if you don't make any changes, like, you know, this is where you end up. And that's usually typically when people are like, oh, well, maybe I need a change now where. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I've always thought like, why wait to, to get to that point? <laughs> yeah. And I felt like I already got to that point, but like, I didn't go to the doctor or have like something crazy. <laughs> There's my dog in the back. Hello. Love it. My dog. But you know, I had this point. I didn't go to the doctor and like get cancer or anything, but I, I felt my body going crazy. So that's why I was like, oh, what? Like, why am I having like a little tingly in my foot? I'm like, oh, you're pre-diabetic. I'm like, why is there a little pulsation? I'm like, why do I feel like, like my stomach is pulsating like crazy after I eat this food? I'm like, so I went and got me a, a blood pressure reading and also got me a, a glucose monitor. And then I checked them both. And obviously they were both high. And I'm like, well, there's your issue. And so it's like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to go to the doctor and then tell you the same thing and give you a pharmaceutical, or you're going to just change your lifestyle first. So it's like, you want to prevent it before it gets to that point where you are. Okay. Now you have six months to live. Yep, exactly. Get to the root cause of it while it's not a problem before it becomes a problem. Yeah. Just nip, nip it in the butt before it even gets there. It's almost yeah, it's like crazy. that. Uh, what is it? If you're not careful, you might end up where you're heading. <laughs> Wait, what? Say that again. If you're not careful, you might end up where you're heading. Oh, I like that one. And that was also another one. Like, don't let the good be the enemy of, the, or don't let the the great be the in, the the enemy of the good or whatever. So like, or perfect, you know, like you want to be perfect, but it's like, oh, you can't be perfect. So just be good, you know, like just do something good. You don't have to be perfect with your diet. You don't have to be perfect with your, your routine. Just be good at least to get better. Like just keep striving because even human nature is you're more happier when you're just at least striving for better and you're, you're getting like, you know, moving forward. So even if it's just a little bit, you want to just get better. You don't have to be perfect, you know? Yeah, I like that you said that too, because I think too, when you initially start to do like a lifestyle change, you you kind of set on the table every single thing that you need to do, and you become so overwhelmed at all these different aspects that you have to do that you end up just I'm not even going to do it because I'm so overwhelmed with these all these tasks that I could see on my plate, and instead just break it up into small bite-sized little pieces. Like, mm -hmm. all right, today I'm gonna just have a good breakfast and then yes. do that for a week or two. And then, all right, after I get that in line, now I'm going to do my lunch too. And then eventually you do everything and kind of just take it in little bite-sized pieces. So you don't overwhelm you overwhelm yourself in the beginning stage, especially in the beginning stages. Yes, that's especially. Where you're going to have the most resistance and the most urge to kind of go back to the, your old habits. So. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I would do. Like I would eat at AM PM every morning. Like that's what I would do. Like my, I, my, daily routine was wake up go to a.m. p.m. first thing i'm thinking about i'm getting me a taquito i'm getting me like a hamburger or a hot dog and i'll get me some cupcakes and a, and an energy drink so then i was just like okay just don't get the energy drink and the cupcake you know and that was it like the rest of the day i could eat fast food or anything else just don't get and that was the hardest thing like for me to do because i would just wake up and then like oh i'll just go get it anyhow and then I, or i'll be like one day i'd bring a banana and i'm like I don't want this banana. I'll just eat the, I'll just go back to it. And it just took so long just to make that one step of just not eating the AM PM in the morning. And that's not even including the rest of the day, what I would eat. But you know, this is like, then once you get past that one step, you're like, okay, I made it. And then it's just fine. You know, like, okay, I'll eat an apple. And then you just wait till the next time you might be hungry. 
but you know, you got to have some snacks too. And like, when you want some snacks, you know, like you're saying, get some almonds or something you know. but it's hard to get that first step, like just making that first change. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of what you're saying about like how, when I first stopped vaping, it was like, okay, like I'd wait till I got like done with one and then like, all right, this Sunday I'm done. And then if I even had a little bit left, I would just toss it. And then Monday, you know, I'd be getting off of work. Like, smoke i'm gonna i'm gonna go buy another one and i'm like i'm like what am i retarded what am i stupid like what am i doing with like i'm saying i'm gonna do one thing and i'm like in a way i'm wasting money too because i still have yeah. some of that left. i should have just held on to it if i was gonna smoke the next day but i would it was almost like i was trying to do that to almost help me stop like no you're throwing this money away sunday you're done and then monday would come around and i'm like I would just go buy one and then start smoking again. And it was like, it took me like a long time to kind of get past that point. And then like, even yesterday I went out like, uh, and there were people vaping and I'm like, part of me was like, I could probably hit that right now and be Ooh. fine to smoke for one more day. And then I, the last time I stopped, I, I told myself this, I'm like, remember how hard it is for you to stop like once you get going it's really hard for you to stop and that's kind of why i didn't do it too like i was very tempted yesterday and i'm like no because it's not worth going back to that old lifestyle i was like if i do it now even if i probably just take one hit i'll we'll probably be at the store tomorrow chasing the the dragon like they say chasing that fix and i'm like i'm not even gonna go through with that so like even you know i probably haven't smoked for a few months now but even now like i still have that little part of your brain that's trying to play those tricks on you like oh no no you can do it you can just have one you'll be fine and i'm like it's not even worth it to me to go back to that lifestyle like i've been good i know it'll probably be hard if i do go back to stop again so i'm like i'm not doing it at all and that's crazy too because like those intrusive thoughts always get into your brain but it's just like we were just saying earlier in this podcast um by keep working at it and keep trying and keep having that desire and that hunger to be better and to stop. Like eventually you will stop for a few days and then you'll get back to it and then you'll stop for a week and you get back to it. But then like right now, like yesterday, when you wanted to hit that vape, cause you've seen people doing it, you got that intrusive thought. Now you're thinking in your head, like, I remember that last time I, I stopped for a month that I took one hit and I went right back to it for four months. And Oh, so that, that just repetitive pattern, increases that's why you got to stick to it and always stay with it because eventually you'll like you'll you will fail and you you'll fall off the horse and you get back on it but you'll remember like how you fell last time and you don't want to repeat that so it's like even though you had that intrusive thought and you want to hit that or you want to eat that food or whatever then you remember well last time i ate that bad food like i haven't ate sugar in two months i'm sugar like okay if i went and got me a red bull will i start drinking red bull again like will i drink two or three of them like and that, no, because now I know, like the last time I did do that, the foreman came up there on the job site, gave me a Red Bull. And the next thing you know, I was drinking Red Bull for the next two, three weeks. And I was like, it's like crack, you know? So I was like thinking like, okay, I can't drink this at all, you know, at all, because it depends on your, some people are not as addictive as we are and they might be able to do it. But me, I'm just like, oh, I'll fall back into it. So I, I know through routine and after trying for a couple of years of working on my health that I know that I'll go back to it and I can't let that happen. So I just like, Nope, we're, we're trying to stay healthy. I'm trying to live to 90. That's in my head. Every time I'm trying to live to 90, not trying not to die, trying to, you know, and this is what keeps me like 
that routine. So you just got to stay on that path. Even if you fall off two, three, four, five, ten times, you know, just keep on that path and never give up. Yep. That's all you pretty much have to do too. And it's like, it's not an easy process. So mm-hmm. be prepared for it to be challenging. Be prepared for your mind to play the tricks on you. I, I call it your little, like your mind fucker, your just the mental component to it that you're you're just having this war and it's all up here like should i do it should i not do it oh man and then <laughs> but like you said too it's good to to get it you know maybe the first time you stop you stop for a month and then you go back to it and then the next time maybe you go for two months so as long as you keep going and coming back and trying to make the change like eventually it's gonna stick but if you just give up then obviously the change never happens because you quit yeah and I did that many, many times, you know, like, just like in my weight, you know, so I got 200 and I get all the way up to 220 and then I go back to 200. Then I'm like, then I go back to 215. Then I go down to 190. And then I'm like, then I go back up to 215. And I just like, just cause I just keep getting off and on. Like, and it's like, I'm like, why am I keep doing this? But now it's like, okay, I, I, I know that I'm getting older and the time is getting shorter. And if I don't, you know, back when you're 20, you could think like, oh, well, maybe I could get off of it or 20, 30 or something. You could get, I could get off of it. And I'll be fine. Like, I'll just get back on it and I'll, but then eventually like issues start showing up like high blood pressure and pre-diabetes. And you're like, okay, now I can't get back onto it because this is getting into danger zone now. So once you know that you could, you could get back off of it and get back on it without any serious repercussions, you do it. But now when you start thinking about like, okay, there's going to be serious repercussions. It's a very good deterrent to not get back on it and stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> my dog in the back going crazy i don't know if you can see him yeah a little bit i don't know if you guys could hear that on there but if it is just my dog being bored <laughs> but yeah um, so anyhow um yeah the food is just crazy like the health and diet and then, like a lot of people like it seems like they don't want to do it or like let's say like you uh say i'm gonna get really healthy and i'm gonna start eating a bunch of um vegetables like I remember one time, one of my friends, he became vegan, your nephew, Mikey, he was like a vegetarian and someone told him like, and he was an overweight, big guy saying like, Oh, well the, the people that I see that are vegetarians are the weakest people I've ever seen in my life. But he's like 300 and some pounds. It's like, well, how strong are you? You know, you're, you're a thing of lard. I don't want to make fun of like fat people all that much because I don't try to do that. But it's just funny, like how people hate on you for like life choices that are going to better, better you almost like why are you saying that you know, kind of thing? It's almost like uh, ignorance is bliss. Like you're making fun of somebody that's trying to better themselves because they're doing something that maybe you can never do or that you don't agree with. But at the same time, you have your own set of problems that you're like totally oblivious to. You're, you, you're not looking at them, but you can see other people's problems with such clarity mm-hmm. and ignore yeah. your own problems. Like, how has that happened? I feel like that's a pretty common thing too. It's very easy to overlook your own shortcomings, but when you analyze other people, you know, you could see them like, oh, that person needs to do this, that, and the other thing. Like I, I know quite a few people like that that are very yeah. judgmental and, and you're the one that needs to change. It's all mm-hmm. you, 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 you. And I don't have to do anything because I'm perfect. And yeah, I don't think you're like that or me or, or I'm not like that. or You're not like that very much. You know, I like talking shit here and there just as much as the next guy. But I think we more like me and you think of it like it's our everything's our issue. You know, it's like this 
this guy is doing something wrong. Like, well, maybe I just need to get away from him or like everything's my fault kind of thing. Like, like I don't blame anything on anyone else. Be like, Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. I really don't care. Like, honestly, I'm like, I need to be the best as I can be. And if that offends you and you're mad about that, or you think it's the wrong way, like that's your, that's your issue. I'm going to continue to like be good. And I'm not advocating for like vegetarian or vegan because like, you know, like a lot of people hate against that so bad. Like, Oh, like you need to eat me. Like what's wrong with you? But you know, like I like me, I like steak. I like chicken. I like um, steak, uh, um, fish, but um, there's a lot of benefits to plant plant foods, like a ton of it. You don't need to eat tons and tons and tons of meat. You could have it here and there on a rational, um, and a good ration of it every day, but you need these vegetables because they have a lot of minerals that meat don't have and, and nutrients. And it's funny too, like the guy that's like 300 pounds, he's over there saying like, oh, the uh, vegetarians are like the weakest people I've ever met. Well, like, why don't you try to work on your diet and lose a hundred pounds? Even if it, even if it took just eating plant-based foods or whatever, but then you'll see like, okay, you're not weak. You're actually skinnier and you're actually, I could run farther. I could breathe better. I could tie my shoes. Like, you know, like things like that. Cause I, at one point I got to 230. It was hard for me to tie my shoes. I can only imagine being 300. I'm only five foot seven. But I was just like, oh man, I can't even bend over now. But now today I weighed in at 187 and I feel like my, my back's not hurting as much. You know, my, my hips start hurting, hurting because your, your frame is only allowed so much weight. Like once you go too much on that. So it's not just like your metabolic health that's messed up your whole body, your skeleton and everything can mess up your joints and stuff because of your weight. So it's, you should think about this and like, oh, you're not as strong. But it's like, actually I'm getting stronger because I'm eating better, you know, it's crazy just to think of that. I think too, a lot of it too, it's always so much easier, kind of like what you were saying earlier, how we're not really judgy. We kind of like, I'm more focused on myself. I know there's other people who are doing things that I personally don't want to do. And I don't have any judgment towards them. I'm like, they're living their life. They're doing their own thing. They're living life the best way they know how, which I feel like that's basically what we're all doing. So I don't talk shit on what other people are doing. I just kind of stay in my own lane and focus. Like that's the only thing you can do too. It's like, I know if like, I even tell my fiance this, like if you were to try to tell me six months before I stopped drinking that I needed to stop drinking, I'd be like, who, like, who are you? Like trying to tell me what to do. Like you don't know me at all. And little did I know that six months after that, you know, I would have done it. And it's kind of, funny that's why I'm like there's no way like I know from personal experience that you can't do anything to change anybody else like that's a battle you're not gonna win like it's like if I wanted you to work out I could pick you up take you to the gym I could put the weights on the bar but it's like ultimately it has to be you to lift the weights to get the benefits and if you're not gonna do it I'm just wasting my time you're wasting your time so I kind of got to the point where I just focus on myself like you know, it's funny. I think of a thought of experiment now, like you're 40. Imagine like you say other people, you don't listen. And most people don't listen to other people. Like, like you're saying, they need a catastrophe in order to change or something, but it's like, what if your 40 year old self can go back in time and tell your 25 year old self, like you need to do this. Would you listen to your own self? <laughs> like this is, I am you in the future. This is going to be horrible. Stop doing that. Would you like stop doing that or not? Like, what do you think about that one? 
I still think you win. And you'd be like, this fool does not know what he's talking about. I'm not going to become that person. Like, this guy's tripping. What is he doing? Like, I'm not like Listen that. to yourself. Yeah, that's crazy. I think, I think that's the same way. Because I, I, other people said the same thing, too. Like, I, I don't think I would even listen to myself. I'm like, but it's you. It's like, you're going to have high blood pressure. You're going to, you know, you're not going to be a millionaire at 40. You know, you're not going to, um, you're going to have pre-diabetes. I was like, no, I'm still going to go party and go eat my fast food. I don't care. <laughs> I have time to change. I'll change in five years. I think at that time too, you're so young and oblivious to everything else. And I don't know, when I was younger, it's always like, I felt like, oh, I knew it all. And like, as I got older, I kind of understood more of the things that my dad would tell me. And a lot of his perspectives kind of made more sense. But when he would tell me things, I'm like, what the hell is this old man trying to tell me what to do? He don't know anything. And then you get old and you're like, all right, he was right the whole time. I'm the one that's been a fool. And <laughs> I think a lot yeah. of people have that kind of uh, epiphany with their parents as far as like their teachings and the things that they say. Eventually, you get to the point where you understand them. And it's kind of funny when that happens. Yeah, my boss had a good one. He's like thinking like, because, you know, he's 60 and something, I'm 40. But we have some people that work with work for us that are like 20 years old and they think they know it all. Yeah. And he says something like, uh, He's like, oh, you think you know it all? He's like, you know, I'm 40. I know more than you. I, I, I'm 60. I know more than you. I've had way more experiences. It's like, it's like if you are 20, 25, and some 10-year-old comes up to you and says, I know more than you. You're dumb. Like, what are you going to say to that 10-year-old? Like, okay, come on. I'm 20. Like, So don't think you know it all when you're at 25, 20 years old to like a 40, 50-year-old like us or whatever, because we have more experiences. We've been like, we know what's coming down the line. But it's just that I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, oh, like imagine a 10 year old telling you like what to do that he's smarter than you. What are you going to say to him? Like, no, I'm obviously smarter than you. I'm 20. It was like the same thing with that gap of us. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I think too. I feel like you're a pretty open minded individual. And I feel like I am too. So when even with my own beliefs, I am not so attached to my own beliefs were because I feel like if you get too attached, like this is the way it is, my perspective's right, that you shut yourself off to everything that opposes that. So I try to kind of have this middle ground where even I will analyze my own perspectives. Like is, is my foundation solid? And every once in a while, I feel like you have to go back and analyze yourself, analyze your belief system because there might be a flaw in there somewhere that you're closing yourself off to all this other possibility mm -hmm. because of this belief that's, you know, built in some sort of false reality. Um, and I'm, listening, I'm listening to the Georgia Peterson 12 rules as well. And he said something like that. It was really, I was really enlightening, enlightening. He says like most people, when they conversate with people like about politics, religion, or anything like that, they immediately go to their default of what they already know because and they don't let you talk. Like, I'm not going to sit there and let you talk about something that's against my stuff that I am I know and I've lived in because then if I do and I listen and I understand, there's a possibility that that might change my, my worldview. And then if once it does, then my whole belief system crumbles. So it's like a lot of people won't even let you talk or they'll argue over you because their whole belief system, their whole identity crumbles on the fact of, of them being wrong so they don't even let let you listen and i thought that was a pretty interesting like idea as well i like that that makes a, a lot of sense too of why kind of people are the way that they are yeah so yeah. i'm thinking like okay i'm gonna listen more you know like you know in conversation because you say i'm open-minded because i don't you know like i always thought like i i thought i was right a lot when i was younger but i learned that i've been wrong on a lot of things and now i'm open to everybody like 
I think it's kind of cool. Like I didn't really like religion for a long time, you know, like, but now I'm like, if I'm with a Christian, I'll listen to them. If I'm with a Hindu person or a Muslim, I'll listen to them because it also like, because there's a lot of cool um, stories and morals and stuff in there. Like you might learn something. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. I think what got me kind of thinking more outside of the, maybe I'm getting off topic here, but yeah, what, fine. Got me, what got me thinking more outside of the box or outside of myself was psychedelics like that really opened my mind to other possibilities because like when I first started doing them it was like I would analyze myself so much and I'd be and you know this is while I was under the influence I'm like just I remember going through this thought process like I wake up I go to work I come home I do the same exact thing every day like what is the purpose what's the point of all of this and it just led me down a rabbit hole where I started to question myself, started questioning my own beliefs. And I think that kind of helped me to my current point of view where I just try to be open and, like you said, listen to what other people have to say and then analyze it and break it apart. And then if there's some truth in there, like, yeah, I can take it and maybe make it my own a little bit. Or, you know, if something that I do believe in, if, you know, if a structure has to crumble away and fall, like, so be it. Like, I think that is the point of life is to change and adapt. And if you have a false belief system that is holding you back, like the only way to get rid of it is go through the painful process of breaking it down is as difficult as that may be. It may be necessary in order for you to take a positive change in your future. Yeah. I don't think that's really, you know, it might be a little off topic, but it's thing that it also ties into what we're talking about, the food, because, you know, people think they know everything, you know, like you think you know everything, but you don't, you know, like, just like when you're 20, oh, I know everything. And even right now, people might at forties and fifties, people might think like, oh, this way I've always been doing it. This is the way I do it. So this is, this works and this is everything, but you know, there's always something to know and always something to learn. Like we don't know everything. We don't really, we only know a blip. Like once you start knowing more, actually you learn how much you don't even know. Like just going into the world of health and food, I never really would taught any of that. I would just like, just eat food, you know, like as long as just, oh, you're a strong, healthy um, um, male, you know, young, young, healthy kid eating his McDonald's, but you don't realize like there's a whole world of nutrition and what each vegetable and each fucking fruit does and all that stuff and how it all gets into your body and like the compounds and what it does and how it prevents things. Like there's so much things you can learn if you go down the rabbit hole forever. And there's a lot of misleading information out there too, but like that's why you just try to open an open mind and learn about all this stuff so you can at least see it and make the decision for yourself, like and try it out as well too a little bit. Yeah, I feel like there's a some philosopher says that it's like the more, uh, yeah, I can't think of the quote right now, but pretty much he's like, I'm smart enough to realize like I don't know everything. It's like. Like Plato or Socrates or one of those. Yeah, I can't remember how the exact quote goes, but it's something like that. Like, yeah, the more I know, the more I know that I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. But if you're, uh, I'm trying to think, if your your perspective is so narrow that you never try to question anything, it's like you could live life through this little tunnel but there's all this yeah. other stuff going on outside of that you're unaware to just because your perspective doesn't allow you to see it. Yeah. It's like, there's a big world out there and there's so much stuff to learn, but you know, like I say, like a lot of people just live on the one thing that got them surviving, you know, like, okay, well this kind of food system, this kind of food got survived. I survived on it this whole time. 
why can't I just keep doing it? And I was like, well, because your body hasn't had enough time to break down yet. <laughs> and once it does, then it's going to be like, okay, and then you're going to be forced to change or don't change and die. You know, cause I know even in my own family, like my aunt, she uh, would just sit there all day drinking Coca-Cola, you know, just drinking Coca-Cola, drinking Coca-Cola all or Pepsi, whatever all day. Like, like there's huge big gulps and stuff. And like, she would just drink like a 12 pack, 18 pack a day of like, and she ended up getting so big. And I thought my dad would outlast her, but she ended up outlasting my dad. I guess her body, your body just adapts to that lifestyle. But if I drink that many sodas right now, after being healthy for this long, it's going to destroy me. You know, like what the hell are you? But she, her body just adapts. She started getting all these pills and then she eventually passed away a, a year or so ago, but it's just crazy. Like how long your body can just sit there and just deteriorate. It takes a while. And people think like, Oh, I'm good now at 25, 35, but it, your body's breaking down with that. You know, like obviously we get older and and we uh, deteriorate over time, but you could, there's also 80 year olds out there playing pickleball, you know, like running around, like in pretty good shape at 80 years old. Like, and then there's people that are 60 that are in wheelchairs and can't even move. So it's like, this is the choices that you're making that lead to these factors, you know, over time. Yeah. The crazy part is too, I was like, I know, uh, as I feel my, my drinking personally never got this bad. I was more of like a, uh, I consider myself like a drunk. Like I, I would, wouldn't drink every day, but on the weekends, like I got drunk. Like I try to get as faded as possible. That was like my thing. And it's crazy that some people actually get so dependent on alcohol that if you took the alcohol away, like it would kill them. Yeah. So that is another crazy thing. Like your body adapted to this bad substance so much so that it needs it to survive that's kind of a trip if you think about it too i think that I happened know. to like amy winehouse right like she was in she like detoxed and ended up dying maybe i'm not sure but I, I know i've heard that before like certain people like if you get the shakes when you stop like you need to go to like a metal medical professional in order to get off of it like just don't quit cold turkey because it could kill you like that's to me that's insane yeah, I had a guy that I worked with back in the day, like when I was younger, like 18 and something, he would literally shake. He's like, I need it. Like, he's like, I can't work right now. I need a, a steel reserve 211, like 40 ounce, because like, look at my hand and his hand would be going like this. And I'm like, I'm 18. I'm saying like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, like, how's this even possible? And then he would drink a 40 and then he'd be like, oh, now I'm working fine. He would just like totally fine. I was like crazy. Like you couldn't even function without it. But something like that, it's like with the food as well. It's like, you just got to wean yourself off. It's going to take a while but you got to stay persistent and just got to keep that hope alive. Yep, exactly. Change is hard. And I guess if it was easy, everybody would just be living their dream life with no kind of hustle or no kind of discomfort, no kind of work needed to do it. So yeah, I think a lot that of... kind of makes it valuable is that to achieve a certain lifestyle, it's hard to do. And that's yeah. what gives it the value behind it. Yep. But like the too, like change is hard. Some people don't even want to change, you know, they're like, unless you know, you're saying they get something bad happen to them, but it does get easier over time. It just gets like, it just becomes the new routine, you know, like, Oh, going to the, like you said, going to the gym. Now it's just like, Oh, just something I do now. You know, it's like, or just eating good. It's like, you know, your, your palates change, your taste buds change and all that. And it's just like, Oh, this is what I do now. It's, it's almost like, I don't want to change to go back to it because that's harder because now I'm getting fat. My, my side would hurt like my back because I'm getting fatter and all this other stuff. So it's actually harder in my opinion to 
to go back to that lifestyle. But, you know, over time, it does get easier. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, you know, driving a car. It's not like you you got into the car and the first time you're, you know, Jeff Gordon driving all good. It's like you didn't and, and you didn't get into the car like, oh, I'm not really good at driving. I'm just not going to do it. It's just it's not something I could do. It's like, no, you practice over time. And then eventually you get to the point where it's almost like you could fall asleep while driving. You know what I mean? It's so subconscious, just driving that you don't think about any of it and i and i think a lot of your other habits become like that as well whether it's working out or eating yeah definitely pretty pretty much everything i think yeah but it all depends at the end of the day like how much you want it and how much you want to change and like what is your why and what you're doing it for too like and what are you doing it like what are you doing it for you're doing it for your kid right and your family and yourself as well too yeah, exactly those three things i feel like too like if you can use something outside of yourself like a like a child like use it but ultimately too you gotta want it too yeah like mine is like oh just you know i'm very com- competitive i want to beat my dad you know he, he lived to 66 i'm trying to live to 90 yeah like i also like i'm doing it for because i'm curious of what the future is yeah you know? like i don't want like i want to see what happens in the future like you know it's like all this stuff is winding down who knows what's going to happen with the the America or whatever. I want to see, you know, what, what kind of inventions we have, you know, like I want to live a fulfilling life. I want to, you know, do a lot of things like, like saying, I seen a video on TikTok or something saying like, Oh, I'm 40. I'm going to live to let's say 90. I have this much time and I have this much shit I want to do. You know, like I want to do a lot of things that I haven't done yet to experience the full range of life. And, you know, if I figured if I don't change my diet, that's none of that's going to happen. You're going to be in a hospital. Like if you just have one stroke, you could be in a wheelchair. It's not like you're going to die. You could literally be in a wheelchair for the next 10, 15 years. And like, who wants to live like that? That's I do not. So I think about these things all day. Like, I don't want to live like that. If you have a heart attack, you, then you can't walk up the stairs and without getting out of breath. Like, no, I like moving around. I like going outside and I like being adventurous. And I wouldn't be able to do any of that if I kept up with my eating habits and my unhealthy lifestyle, you know? Yeah, I definitely think for me, having my son put a lot of things into perspective. Honestly, if he wasn't around, I'd probably still be drinking. I don't know. Maybe I would have never got the wake up call. But you know, he was a big piece of the puzzle why I stopped drinking. And more recently, why I started thinking more about my health, like, like, I want to be able to, to play with him and do things and be able to go outside and walk around and wrestle with them. Like, I don't want to be a dad, like, oh, I can't do that. I, I'm hurting or, you know, I got my little yeah. oxygen tank with me that I got to keep around with me at all times. Like, that's no way to live in my mind. Like, you know, if you have to, like, you know, obviously people are going through that struggle, but if you can prevent it, like now's the time to do it. Yeah, I think too, like a lot of people have kids and they don't change at all. You know, they're still eating bad and drinking and smoking and all that stuff. And then I think a lot of that has to do with like, let's say like when my, when I was growing up, my parents would smoke weed and I had smoked weed. I was like, at first I would be like, I'm not going to do it. So like your parents kind of pass down like these bad traits to you, but it's kind of like in your head, you're thinking like, well, they're 40 and they're still doing it and they're fine. So I could do it at 18. Like I can, I'm definitely gonna live to 40. They did it. So you kind of think like that too. So like a lot of people like are saying like your, your dad passed away. My dad passed away. And I always say that's the final best lesson my dad ever gave me. One second. stupid dog or spraying stuff outside or whatever the hell they're doing but uh um stop hitting the dog on camera guys 
Yeah. So anyhow, the best, one of the best lessons is that, um, that he taught me is that he died. He's like, Oh, well, if you don't live like that, you live bad, what's going to happen. You're going to die. You know, like, but some people have their parents that are still alive seventies and eighties and they, they're like living. They're just thinking, Oh, my parents live that long. I could live that long. And too, maybe the reason why we're both on this little health journey right now is because our parents did die so young. Like my dad passed when he was 53 and maybe if he was still alive, I wouldn't, you know, who knows where my life would be. So yeah. it's kind of, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I said this before, but like before I kind of used to look at his passing almost like a, as a bad thing. And it wasn't until I got older where I kind of looked at the way he lived and the way he died and kind of saw it more in a positive light because like, I don't want to end up like that. And now I have the tools to change and at least it put it on my radar. Like if you don't make these changes, like you might end up like your dad did. And I obviously don't want to be there when, uh, yeah, part of me too, like you said earlier, it's like, I want to beat my dad. Like it's only, it's only 13 more years. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy too. Like, it's like, I'm going to get to a point that I was, I was my dad's age when he passed. Like, yeah, it's a little weird to think about. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. That's what I said. Like my dad's favorite, best lesson, his last lesson. Cause he taught me lots of things. But the last one was like, you'll die at 66 or before if you don't um, fix your high blood pressure, your heart disease and all that, because he he had a minor stroke. He had a minor heart attack before and he kept eating. He kept saying, like, oh, I'm just going to eat like how I want to eat. And then that, where did that leave leave him? Now, he, but if he didn't, if he would have got the lifestyle that I'm living now, maybe he could he would have been alive right now. He could have lived to his 70s or 80s. But a lot of people don't have that. Or like a lot of people have their parents living long. Like my mom's still alive at 72. So you're thinking like, well, and she's not eating healthy either. So some people might have both their parents and just think like, well, maybe like I could still eat like this because they're alive. That's 70. I'm 40 right now. Like I still have 32 years. I don't think about the immediate effects. Like, and they don't look at the full range of like their lifestyle. Like, are they moving good? <laughs> yeah. Are they living a good life? Like, no, they're not. So I'm going to take a minute. I got to go to the bathroom. Well, let's just end it here. Actually, <laughs> there's a, there's noise out there and the dog keeps barking and stuff. <laughs> So this is probably a good point to end. All right. Sounds good. Um, but uh, yeah, so next time we should try to do it a little earlier when everybody's not up and making all this noise. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're stupid. I don't even know what they're doing out there, but it's making noise. But anyhow, that's the end of this podcast. It's, we ran like an hour and 10 minutes. That's pretty good. Right. And Thanks uh, for tuning in, everybody. Ho hopefully you gained some knowledge or some insights on some of the topics that we talked about. And yeah. And just remember, never give up on your health. Yep. So one thing that, it's one thing that nobody can uh, work for you. So it's all up to you to get it as good as you can. Yep. That's all right. All right, guys. See you later. Good one.